Welcome back to Fiat, the podcast for Catholic women. We are Renee and Maureen, and we want to give you reliable and honest information about how to be a modern Catholic woman in the world but not of the world. We use personal experiences as well as church teachings to motivate you to always say yes to God. Welcome back, ladies. Welcome back. Yay, Yay. we're back. We took a week off for Easter, yep. as you know. So happy late Easter. Yay. Actually, it'll be the day after Divine Mercy Sunday. Which so is... happy Divine Mercy Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually one of my like favorite Sunday celebrations or whatever, you know, like, other than, like, the big ones, obviously, you know, you have, like, I can't even think of them, oh, Christ the King. Christ the King, yeah, I like that one, because my church is named Christ the King back home, yeah, it's a big one for my parish, obviously, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, well, anyways, my, like, favorite Sunday is Divine Mercy Sunday, so I'm pretty excited for that, it'll, you know, it's coming up still, but it'll be gone by the time this episode comes out, so, yeah, but we can update them on Easter, oh, yeah, tell us about your five churches, Seven churches. Seven churches. Yeah. Oh, I totally forgot that right. that was what we were going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. So on Holy Thursday night, there's this tradition, and we talked about it on our last episode of the podcast, so if you're confused, just go listen to that, where you go visit seven churches, and the idea is you're supposed to pray at seven altars and, like, see seven Eucharists, kind of, or mm-hmm. tabernacles or whatever. We went, and three of the churches that I had on our list were closed for the night, and they, they weren't allowing visitors, so... We weren't actually able to go to seven altars. We did make it to seven churches, but only four actually had, like, a Eucharist to venerate. Um, but it was fine. It was a good time. Yeah. Didn't get mugged, so that yeah. was good. <laughs> That's exciting. Some of the streets we were walking around, I mean, I know it was, like, a Thursday night, but still, like, some of the streets we were walking on, like, literally had like no people and honestly that's almost worse that's than worse. having like sketchy people because you just like you're like is someone gonna like jump out yeah. at me or whatever and yeah. like one of st matthews it's the cathedral here in dc is actually in a very like deserted area <laughs> kind of like there's a main street but then you turn the corner and walk like half a block to the church but like as soon as you get off the main street there is nobody and it was kind of weird because there was like a little alley next to the church and there was like a couple dumpsters up there and i was like that is where people die yeah <laughs> <laughs> literally though like honestly yeah, yeah. that's cool and then we came back and watched the Angels game with Renee. Yes, woo! Opening it was day, they won. Woo-hoo. It was very exciting. The Angels are actually like doing good this year. Not to jinx it, knock on wood, but like, I'm shocked. Like, <laughs> shocked, guys. I can't even explain. Like, we beat the Astros. I mean, they beat us once too, so we tied the series. But like, we did always they win last year. The Astros, no, the Dodgers did. Did they go to the World Series? Astros, maybe. I think they did. I didn't watch baseball last year because of all the COVID stuff going on, but um. Like, we always get killed by the Astros. Like, when we play the Astros, I'm like, oh, get ready. It's going to be a long game. But, like, we actually, like, came back. It was so good. But, yeah, my favorite memory from Easter, though, to go back to Easter. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know what this okay, is. That's why. Oh, <laughs> it was, I, so, guys, remember how we said we're going to go to the <gasps> vigil? Yes. Yes. It was beautiful. I don't know why you're looking at me like no, this. No, I thought you were going to go somewhere else with that. <laughs> No, the vigil was so cool. It was started at 11. It ended at, like, 3. It was a long... 2.15, okay? Oh, 2.15. Sorry, sorry. 2:15. We just stood outside and talked yes. until 3. Right, that was rough. But um, it was so good. It was, like, dark in the church, and, like, we had our candles, and the, like, wax kept falling on me, but that's irrelevant. But, like, it was so fun. Well, not yeah. fun, but, like, it was so cool, and, like, then the lights came on, the Gloria. It was awesome. I don't know if I'll do that every year, because it was 
intense but it yeah. was like a great way to start easter like everyone outside the church was like happy easter and it was like two in the morning and i was like ah and then i crashed but um and i also finished mad men which is amazing like the series <laughs> the like the series has been completed it Eight was a seasons, big moment right seven Se- oh, okay, i seven. think maybe it was nine I think it was seven. I don't remember. But it was so good. It was such a good ending, too, guys. Like, maybe we'll talk about it sometime. Probably not, because Maureen stopped watching it. Yeah, but, I, I can't help you with that. <sighs> maybe I'll do a solo Even episode. Solo episode. Solo episode. You've never done one That's so far. That's true. That's true. So, anyway, it was exciting. Okay, I thought this is, yeah, I, this isn't. This is definitely not, like, a highlight moment, but I really thought you were going to talk about the Irish restaurant that we Oh, went to. that was a highlight moment. <laughs> don't, don't. So, we went to this Irish pub with our with our friend's parents who came down for Easter. Guys, I love on, Irish pubs. On Holy Saturday, the night before the vigil. Right. It was, so. like, like five hours before the vigil. We had to literally go on a walk after because we were so full. <laughs> but, like, okay, like, my dad um, works down in Long Beach in California, and there's an Irish pub that we go to when we visit him, like, once. But he goes there all the time. But it was literally just like that. I got a little homesick, low-key. But, like, it's fine. Aww. But, like, it's fine. Um, <laughs> um, Rasmussen, like, family, we don't get homesick. We power through. But, um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But um, we went to this Irish pub. It was so, so good. Like, the literal waiter. The literal waiter. The waiter had a literal Irish accent, which is no, just, like. No, it was, like, Four of yeah, the, like, definitely five authentic. workers that we saw yeah. all were from Ireland. And yeah. I was fangirling because... Me too. I never... Like, when we go to, like, Irish restaurants, they don't have Irish people working yeah, there. Yeah, You know, like, you go to an Italian restaurant and the people yeah, yeah. will often be Italian. But we walked in and the guy was like... <laughs> I'm not going to even try and imitate an accent, but he goes, how many are there? Just right. like that. And I turned to Renee and I go, oh, he's Irish. Yeah, it was a big moment for both of us. The food was amazing. Like, it was just like such a great night. Like, okay, I think that's what made Easter so great. Like, the Irish pub, then the walk, then the vigil, then like before the vigil, thinking that we saw someone famous getting out of the Basilica, but it was just two people. <laughs> it was just two people getting out of black vans who yeah. didn't know where to find we parking. S- we saw two black suburbans who were like weirdly circling. Yeah, and we the were guys like, were kind of security guards, yes, and drivers. And yeah. then there was, and we were thought that there was going to be like somebody interesting getting like out the of the back. Like the archbishop, or like I don't know. Like, I realized Tom that, Selleck. Like, I realized <laughs> that like the archbishop definitely would have been there like an hour before. Yeah, yeah. But maybe there was just a entourage coming yeah in. yeah but anyways yeah we so we like stood there and j- literally just stared at the vans for like 10 <laughs> minutes and the guys were probably like who are these girls like there's nobody here so yeah but it was just people who couldn't find parking it was very depressing but then we went to the vigil and then like it was just a good night yeah so but that's not what we're talking about today as much as i would love to just digress holy week which was amazing um what are we talking about today, Maureen? Well, oh. actually, first, I just want to mention... Oh, gosh. So, because Renee and I have such different sleep schedules, a lot of times, like, I'll go to some type of meeting at night or something and not get back, and I know that, like, Renee's going to bed soon, so I don't even bother, like, talking to her that night, and then in the morning, we both realize, like, a bunch of stuff happened that we need to talk about. So, I just want to say, we have been sitting here for, like, 30 minutes, just, like, dissecting all of the stuff yeah. that happened last night, and so now we're about to record an episode, so if we get a little, like, emotional slash passionate <laughs> about these topics, like, fair warning. It's because I've, like, actually, like, already teared up this morning. Yeah. Like, it has been an interesting week. Yeah. But, and also, I just got up, like, an hour ago, which is pretty, like not on brand for me. Very I haven't unusual. been up since six, so yeah. 
But anyway. I know. I walked in the room and I, like, normally Renee's, like, very awake because she's been doing homework for two hours <laughs> by the time we start recording. And I see her kind of, like, still, like, bleary-eyed <laughs> and drinking her coffee. And I didn't even say anything. I was just like, okay. okay. That's yeah. how we're rolling today. Yeah. Well, yeah, I went to bed, like, at nine. And I still slept <laughs> until eight. I needed it, though, guys. I needed it. Yeah. Okay. Right, anyway. So, <laughs> what we are talking about today um, is sort of like the trade-offs between um, having a career and being a stay-at-home mom. And obviously this yeah. only applies to women, so I'm not talking about dudes here. Yeah, if you're a um, man listening, get off. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, so based, like Renee and I have slightly similar views but also Mm. pretty different views and again like i think it kind of comes from our background and just like the like different experiences that our own moms had um and yeah we are very maybe we'll see we'll find out yeah (laughs) um but yeah so we're just gonna be like talking about like what we think about it and like what society thinks of of women and stuff like that. So just kind of get into it. Because I think this is an extremely interesting topic. Well, yes. And also, like, I have a little bit of, like, a... Wait, I just forgot the word. (laughs) Okay, well, anyway. A hobby. I guess, guess, yeah, a hobby. But for my freshman year, like, research paper that every, like, freshman has to write. For woohoo, English 101. (laughs) I wrote about, like, this, like, like, the debate between... Um, like stay-at-home moms and moms who work and I called it the mommy wars how cultural debate about motherhood has affected women's decisions I'm still very proud of that title nice. but um so yeah I've actually like done research on this topic for like modern women it's very wow. interesting she's, yeah she's actually done research I have guys. it's I'm, not just my twitter yeah. talking right I'm now. totally unqualified no! like Renee has <laughs> actually done research yeah yeah that's exactly what I meant like yeah no but I just mean like I like in defense of what we're about to say, like, we're not just trying to be Twitter theologians. Like, both of us, I would say, have, like, like extensively, like, thought or at least, like, looked into this topic. So, yeah. yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah, I definitely think about this a lot. Like, it's, too. it's something that is, it's not, like, an everyday thing. Right. But it's probably, like, weekly to monthly. Yeah. I'm, like, I really, because it's, it's my future, you know? And it's, like, coming up pretty soon, you know? This is the end of our sophomore year. We only have two years left. Literally, I have to start thinking about that. And I, like, I was talking to my mom on the phone the other day, because this is going to come up later, but, like, my summer job kind of fell through, and so I need to find a job, like, really quick. And my mom was saying, like, oh, maybe you could do, um, like, whatever next summer. And I was like, no, I kind of want to get, like, a real job next summer, because that'll be the summer before I need to find a real, an actual real job. real job. And I was like, I don't even want to think about that right now. But this is kind of like my last summer to, like, if I need to, just kind of mess around a little bit with a job. Which, yeah. Which is part of the reason I was so upset that the job I had, I no longer have. Oh. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get into that, because that's kind of part of this Well, why don't you just story. get into it now? You want? Okay, yeah, wow. let's just do it. Okay. I was gonna do, I don't even know how we were gonna start this, but yeah, so I can, <laughs> I can start with, like, my views, so basically, <laughs> how I kind of think, um, I think growing up, like, as a, a young girl, I really wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, because my mom and my dad own a business together, but my dad does most of the work, so he works five to six days a week, because he's a veterinarian, so it's not really, like, regular hours, and then my mom works one day a week. And all the other days she was able to stay home with us kids and that's how she was able to homeschool myself and three of my siblings. Um, and we just had like a really great time. Like I really loved that my mom was there. And, you know, as I kind of 
got older and went into high school, she was taking on more responsibilities that she just kind of had to take on. It was mostly church stuff and there was just nobody else to do it. And I really missed having her around, even though I was older so I could take care of myself. Like, I still really liked having her home. And so I was always like, yeah, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. Like, I want to be there for my kids. Like, my, like, plan was to just work until I got a husband. And then as soon as I had a baby, quit my job and, and just stay at home. Because I always wanted to homeschool, too, after having such a positive experience being homeschooled myself. I always forget that you were homeschooled. Yeah, well, I think it's because for high school I went to public school, so that's mm, kind of like... Yeah. I think that comes out a lot when you meet me. Like, yeah. you can kind of feel that I went to public school. Yeah. Um, so that's like the vibe I give off, but I was homeschooled for five, six years. So yeah, a good portion of my life. Anyways, um, and then I came to college and I had no idea what I wanted to do. And so I think that was even more like motivation to be a stay at home mom because I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I just want to have kids and get married. (laughs) Um, well, other way around, get married and have kids. There we go. (laughs) Whatever works. (laughs) But, um, now that I actually do like kind of have a passion and like drive for my career I'm starting to be more attracted to the idea of having a job and so now I'm a little bit conflicted because like I still want to be there for my kids and I really want to put my family first like I love my family so much like like my brothers and sisters and my parents and I've always just like really wanted to be there for them and then like when I have my own family like I want to be there for them as much as everyone was there for me because that's something that I really treasure about my life and so now for me it's this weird like how do I balance this desire to like go out and work in the world and like make a difference and then also be 100% there for my family so this is where the story of this summer comes in so I'm not gonna name any names or like companies or anything because I don't want to put bad publicity out for them basically so I had this job where I would be doing ministry work over the summer and I was really excited because, like I said, this is my last summer where I can kind of have a job that, like, doesn't have to be a resume builder. You know, I don't really have to get practical experience. And so I was like, wow, I'm going to be able to do a job where I'm serving Jesus. Like, this is awesome. And I wouldn't be getting paid, like, a ton, but I was okay with that because I'd be doing good work. Mm-hmm. Well, stuff came up. I had family obligations that I needed to go to, and they weren't willing to give me time off. Like, at all like they weren't even (laughs) by by the end of our like discussion with this whole thing because this was like a two-week saga of me like trying to get time off and then them finally being like we're not hiring you um (laughs) i eventually found out that they weren't willing to give me like not even a single day off like (laughs) no there would be no pre-planned vacation time they were like 14 weeks that's yeah i was gonna be working for 14 weeks and the only time off i was going to get was going to be like spontaneous and it was just gonna be like well there's your days off you know like (laughs) like one week I would just get the schedule and I would have two days or two to four days off I was not going to be allowed to plan it ahead and so I was like well family is my number one priority and they were like asking me like if I didn't get the time off like the way the schedule worked out like would I still go home and I was like well, family is my number one priority, so probably I will be going home. And they're like, well, we can't afford to even have the possibility of you quitting, so we're just not going to hire you. And I was 
oddly, like, I was very upset when I got off the phone. Like, I instantly started crying. And I literally texted, I just, like, went to find Renee. I was like, I need to tell her. But you weren't there, so I ended up talking to my mom instead. (laughs) But... Yeah, I I got oddly calm about the decision pretty quickly, mostly just because once I realized what their policies were like, I just didn't want to work for them anymore. Like, I didn't want to work for them if it was going to be, like, a question of my family versus my job. And... And also, like, a question of my family versus my faith. You know, it's like, which do you value more? Us and Jesus or your family? And I was like, well, I don't want to, like, separate the two. I want them to be together as one. So, yeah, that was a really long story. It was, but it's okay. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, where I'm at right now. (laughs) (laughs) If in case you were wondering. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's okay because I feel like everyone has been struggling to get a summer job this year. Because of, I don't know if you've heard of this, COVID. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, like, it is really disheartening. I'm not going to lie. So, like, that's not, like, that's not what we're talking about. But just, like, a tangent, oof. So. (laughs) Yeah. And, unfortunately, I talked for so long that we have to do our commercial break break time. But we'll be back. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by WCUA, the Catholic University of America's official student-run radio station. We encourage you to tune in to our live broadcasts on wcua.caster.fm. Before we return to the podcast, here's a word from our sponsors. Please visit the Cardinal Cupboard located in the Priz in room 107F. The Cardinal Cupboard is Catholic University's food pantry that provides non-perishable food to any member of the Catholic University community who is experiencing food insecurity. Our spring 2021 hours are Tuesday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., Wednesday from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m., and Thursday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. For more information, please visit service.catholic.edu. Thank you. The International Business Club invites you to come to our event called What to Do with an International Business Degree. There will be fun games, info about future careers, and a grand prize. The event will take place over Zoom on Wednesday, March 24th at 7.30 p.m. The Zoom link can be found on the Nest. We hope to see you there! Are you looking for a better way to connect with members of the CUA community? Are you behind on the university happenings? Check out SIDPOD, the podcast where your community directors share what is going on in their daily lives, and talk about the important things happening in residence life and the university in general. Get the staff's perspective on things and join in the conversation with your own ideas. We're so excited to be working in collaboration with WCUA. New episodes are posted every Wednesday, so be sure to check back for new episodes every week. Finally, we are looking for podcast editors. Experience is not necessary. Email us at radiowcua at gmail.com for more information. And now, back to the podcast. Okay, so we're back from our commercial break. And yeah, so what are we going to talk about now? What are we going to talk I guess, yeah, I guess I'll just talk. So my problem with the whole question of should women stay at home, should they work, like whatever, is... Um, Like, first of all, I don't think that there's one answer for everyone. Like, you know, just because I want to stay at home doesn't mean that's for every single woman. But I caveat that with, I do think motherhood is for every woman, whether spiritual or physical. So, like, I think that the real question that, like, feminism ignores when it, like, 
supposedly in theory is trying to like show that women can do anything and like women can be men and like you know you shouldn't let anyone stop you is well like I think that there's a difference between the responsibilities of men and the responsibilities of women yeah and like feminism ignores that and instead of trying to like instead of trying to show how great women are when they are just women they try to make women into men and they're like this is how you'll be happy get a career dress like a man like basically be a man and that's how you'll find fulfillment and i think that there are so many women who will tell you that's not true like working i mean even if you're doing something you love like you're gonna have bad days and working is not like this magical thing that's gonna make you happy and i really don't think and i've talked about this with with a lot of people recently like i don't think a career is ever gonna make you like in your soul fulfilled and happy and it's not supposed to like your career like i do think that you should enjoy your work and if you get a career you should enjoy it like you shouldn't be miserable but i mean like it's it's not everything it's not even like half of it like really how we as catholics and christians and just human beings like find fulfillment is by like following god's will in our vocation and loving the people around us and for a lot of people that means loving your family and like your house your home should be like the safe space where everyone can go and just like reconnect and like remember the values that you're trying to build up and like when you're so focused on a career because you think that that's going to make you happy like you ignore the people around you like even if it's not family like let's just say like we're straight out of college and like we're so focused on a career like we just work all the time we don't have friendships we don't have a social life like that's not healthy yeah you know and like finding this balance i think is really important um do you have anything to say on that yeah i mean i was just kind of thinking like as you were talking i've seen like you know like the typical like millennial stereotype is like they're all, like, depressed yeah. and whatever in their jobs. And, and I think it's partly because maybe theirs is the first generation that, like, puts so much emphasis on a career and, yeah. like, zero emphasis on anything else in your life being fulfilling. And you have to find the job that gives you passion and makes you happy. And then you'll never work a day in your life, you know? False. Right? That's, <laughs> I, exactly. Any job will always be a job no matter how much you love it. And like, it should be. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love horses so much. And I do love taking care of them. But that doesn't mean that, like... I'm never bored slash annoyed, like, cleaning out stalls and, like, throwing down hay, you know? Like, I don't like doing that kind of stuff. And even, like, putting a saddle on the horse, I'm like, this is so much work, even though I want to ride them, you know? So it's something like that. And I think one reason that millennials are so depressed is because they think they're going to find fulfillment in their job, and they don't. Because it's a job, and it can't fulfill your greatest needs which are for love and fa- and like community and you know your faith and things like that. So yeah, and also like I'm really annoyed that people think you can only have one career your whole life. Like there's yeah. one thing that you have to find like I think it's cool that like we in America can change careers like three times if we want to. Like if you decide that you're a teacher and I don't know, you want to write a book, you can do that. Like you really can do anything you set your mind to. I mean, it's the, you know, it's, cliche American dream but like I mean it's kind of true like you don't have to have one career that just like that you're like committed to straight out of college you can grow as a human and that's okay that doesn't mean you're a failure yeah and I think a lot of colleges don't tell you that either yeah they don't I like will forever be grateful for my one week at Christendom College for their (laughs) pre-college summer program because they told me so many things that 
when I when they said it, they were like, I was like, yeah, makes sense. But I didn't realize how incredibly prevalent the like the things that they were debunking were. Like the yeah. idea that whatever you're doing, your major in college has to be something that's going to make you money. Like that's not true. Mm-hmm. It college should be about like becoming a better person. And if studying theology or English is going to do that, then that's what you should do. And oh, I like how my major was the one guy that got thrown under the bus well, no, as think, no money. Well, I'm just kidding. I'm just are kidding. like mean to English majors That's... all the time. And I'm like, no. What they're doing is like making them a better person because they are educating their minds, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's what's important is, like, we yeah. should be nurturing our brains. And that's what college is for. And also the idea that, like, whatever you study in college has to be your career. That's not true either. Like, you can study something and then go do something else. You could be an English major and end up working in business. Like, mm-hmm. what you do shouldn't define, like, the rest of your life. So yeah. I'm very thankful to Christendom. Little plug for that. Little plug for a different college. I know. Wow, off-brand. <laughs> That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. But also, like, so one thing we were going to talk about is mm. how annoying it is that, like, people almost, like, make the decisions for you and things like that. And that's my biggest pet peeve about, like, the feminist career movement is, um... The boss woman. Yeah. It's it's this idea that, like, because women didn't used to have this availability to work, and now they do, it's, like, the obligation or responsibility of women to go out and get a job and help the rest of women also get jobs. And because... I have the ability to get a job, I should. And I can't be a stay-at-home mom because that hurts the, like, availability for other women. That is not true. It, you know, like, the whole point of feminism originally was supposed to be so that women could make a choice that they didn't have before. But now they're gone so far in the other direction that you can't make the choice to be a stay-at-home mom because that's, like rude to the pioneers who've got the first jobs or whatever it's just so ridiculous like if i want to stay home with my kids then i should be like people should respect that decision and be supportive of it because it's not easy to be a stay-at-home mom especially like the first couple children like it's a lot of work to like figure out how to be a parent Mm -hmm. and people should respect that like i want to stay home and put effort into being the best mom i can be Well, the thing, the problem with, like, feminism is, in theory, it's about giving women the power to choose, but only if you choose what they want you to choose. Right. And if you choose something else, like, they become the enemy. I mean, like, honestly, I, I mean, my mom has said this for a long time, but, like, in the world with women, your worst enemy is the, probably the woman beside you. Like, women are so cruel to other women. I know. It's and, so like, sad. if you, like, let's just use the workplace as an example. Like, the, I mean, I'm sure, I, I don't know, I've never really had, like, a fancy adult job, but, like, in, like, workplaces, like, the men aren't really the problem. It's the <laughs> other women. And, I mean, I don't say that to be mean to my gender or anything, but it's just kind of true. And so this idea that the pressure, I mean, yes, like, I'm, the pressure comes from, like, everywhere. But really the pressure, I feel more, when I talk about this, I feel more scared to talk about this with women than I do with men. Oh, really? Because men kind of, with the, with the experiences that I've had, men understand. Like, they're like, yeah, like, whatever. But with women, they're, like, so mean and so judgmental about yeah. my ideals. And 
I think that's a real problem that, like, well, I mean, that feminism has created in the sense that, like, you know, one for all, all for one. Like, no, like, not every, it's not a, like, you don't have to put women in a box. And I think that feminism has really put women in a box of, like, you do this to do this to, like, help other women and to, like, survive. And it's like, no, that's just stupid. I don't know. Yeah, and it frustrates me because it was true at a time that, like, women were in a box, and and they didn't even have the opportunity to have a job if they wanted it. Like, you know, Renee was talking, she just finished Mad Men. Like, that was a time where, like, getting a job was extremely frowned upon, and you only worked until you had a husband, and then you quit your job. And if you wanted to stay longer, like, that was a no-no, and you were kind of ostracized. And I'm very happy that I have the opportunity to have a job if I want it. Mm -hmm. Like, I am very grateful for that because, you know, I'm really actually getting pretty excited about, like, the things that I'm learning in the business school. And I'm starting to think that, like, wow, a job sounds pretty cool. And, like, being able to work, like, with a bunch of people and stuff. Um, But I'm not happy that, like, like Renee was saying, like, we've been re-put into a box where now we have to go out and be a strong boss lady and stuff like that. Also, like, working is so romanticized in our culture. Like, this idea that, like, ah, like, the pioneer 20-year-old, like, making their way in the world. Like, I'm sorry, but cities are (laughs) gross and jobs are boring. Like, we need to stop, like, I mean, we need to stop making it seem like your, all your problems will be fixed once you, like, get a job. I mean, on the flip side, we have to, like, in, like, the more Catholic side, like, all your problems will get fixed when you fulfill your vocation because like that's not true either but like i mean this i mean it's really true that like business and careers have become this like capital v vocation for people and it's so frustrating because like i mean honestly talk to people who have jobs like it's it's not like fun all the time like sometimes it's boring i just don't understand this idea that like I'm so excited to get a career because it's going to be so amazing. Like, okay, yes, like, I'm sure it will be. But also, like, ew. I don't know. (laughs) I just, like, ugh, I don't see the appeal. But, yeah. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Darn it. Boo. (laughs) That's the worst. That's the worst. All right, well, we could talk about what you were saying earlier about, like, Mm. The, the education than being a stay-at-home mom is, like... Oh, right. This idea that if you, especially if you go to college, you have an obligation to have a career and you shouldn't waste your potential and all this stuff. (laughs) It drives me up a wall, the waste your potential thing. Like, that's, it's not, like, being a mom is so beautiful and so amazing. And, like, you literally raise the next generation to be good human beings. And in a time when our human beings are not great, like, it's amazing to watch, like, young moms like there's a lot of moms around campus or like professors who are moms and like to see the joy that comes out of that is like so inspiring just like you can just tell when like a, when a woman is like fulfilling her vocation like if it's like religious life or like motherhood and like they're just like even on a bad day just like the joy they have I think that's beautiful yeah no I agree and that, anyway. uh, that actually kind of is what I was Ooh. I finally remember I remembered as you were talking I was gonna say like going back to this idea of like women versus men like women and men are not the same so you can't you can't have them like make the same decision you know people will always be like oh why do women have to choose between a family and a career and men don't well because women are the moms and and men are the dads yes and like let's be honest for little kids it's not the same thing at all you know like they would much prefer to be in their mommy's arms than their daddy's arms and so well also just like the like the curse like adam got the curse of work 
like Eve got the curse of childbirth. Right. Like if yeah. you really go back to Genesis, like that's all you need to like look at to know why this is how society is. Anyway, continue. Yeah. No, and I mean like yes, practically speaking, like the women is the one who get the woman. Sorry. Woman. I was trying to like. Never mind. Um, she's the one who gives birth, so, like, she needs time off from work, and it's hard yeah. to come back to work, and, like, the dad will have to work, otherwise there's not going to be any money for the family, yeah. and so then that's how you end up with this dichotomy, and I will say I think that women can't really have both, you know, like, I think... Can't have it all. I think that we say you can have both, and in a, like, in a way, yes, you can. You can have a job, and you can have your family life, but one is going to have to be prioritized, and in a way that's different from a man's prioritization. Now, mm-hmm. I think everyone's priority should always be with their family, and they should yeah. put that first. I agree. Both the husband and the wife, but I think the wife has a different responsibility towards her children, and if she is not willing to take that responsibility, then the man will have to step up and take it instead. You know, so, like, say the woman has a more de- demanding um field that she's in I think that's acceptable as long as as long as her husband is willing to like spend more time with the kids in like the off position like I don't think that it's viable for both parents to spend so much time with their work and not as much time with their kids because you're just going to raise unhealthy children yeah I think that's really true I mean you know like I think it's like Saint Lucia like the one from Fatima said like a lot of the like at the end of the day, like, the devil works through the family just like God does. And, like, if we're not willing to fight for the family, like, we won't win. And I think that, like, that's really true. Like, a lot of the issues in our culture right now, like, the depression, the, like, I mean, just look at any issue. I think you can bring it back to the family life. And if we just, like, refocus ourselves to focus on the family, you know, like, everything else will work out. Like, God will work through you if you like accept his will yeah like he's not just gonna be like ugh, like now your life will be terrible and you'll hate it (laughs) be like no like thanks bro like here's you know like a promotion or something i don't know yeah god works in mysterious ways (laughs) wow profound so i know i'm like (laughs) i'm quaking over (laughs) here (laughs) Uh, but yeah i think that's it I don't know. I mean, I could go on, like, forever. Not gonna lie. But we won't. Don't worry. Yeah. We can talk. We can maybe have a part two one of these days. We always say that. We never do it. But maybe we actually will. Yeah, because this is what happens in the behind the scenes, right? Maureen is like, hey, Renee, want to do a part two? And she's like, no. We already said everything that needs to be said. I don't want to be just repeating ourselves. And I'm like, but God, but like. But like, but like, nah, that's okay. I think we have, like, interesting episodes coming up. To be honest, I can't remember. But that's okay. We'll figure it out. It's the end of the semester. We're having yeah. a, we're having a little Spring bit of... Spring fever has hit me hard. I'm ready to be done with school. Right? Yeah. But I... Also, we're just having a little bit of trouble, like, staying with our planning sessions. Yeah, a little bit. But we're doing our best, guys. So we'll be at you at least with another episode next week, okay? Yeah, of course. Much further in the future, I cannot. I cannot <laughs> say. Yeah, we have to figure out our plan for summer too. I know. Yeah. Oof. Well, <laughs> in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at podcast fiat. No, wait, at fiat podcast. <laughs> it's so confusing. <laughs> at fiat podcast. Um, we love to hear from you. 
I am more than likely not going to be on Instagram for a while, so it will be Maureen. Guys, I'm literally, like, so dramatic with Instagram. Like, I'll get back on. I'll be like, oh, I actually really like this. And then I realize, like, two weeks later, I'm like, eww, I hate it. And then I go, like, full, like, trad, like, no, like, media. Oh, so annoying. But anyway, (laughs) so just, yeah, follow us. I think that our Instagram is getting really good. If you're like Renee and don't have Instagram, you can always chat with us on our email. On our email, which is... (laughs) podcastfiat at gmail.com so confusing um so anyway yay i hope that you had a great easter um great divine mercy sunday yes and hopefully wherever you are it's starting to be spring and no kidding beautiful outside so yeah yeah. (laughs) ciao Bye. bye